Welcome to day 347 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with David, Cindy, and Matt as we continue uh, through the story of the prophets coming to the end of our third year together. And as we come to the book of Zechariah, uh, you remember the main event in, uh, in the historical setting of the prophets is the exile of the people from Israel where God has expelled them from the land because of their unfaithfulness to him. Uh, they have been in exile for 70 years, and now they are coming back. They are a beleaguered people. So you have Haggai and Zechariah uh, prophesying, encouraging them to remain faithful to God and strengthening them for the task that lies ahead of them of taking the rubble of the city and rebuilding it. And, of course, Zechariah uses the vision of rebuilding the city for the far greater work that God will do in rebuilding his people in Christ. So the first part of Zechariah, we had eight visions, and those concluded uh, in our reading yesterday. And uh, we come to chapter 7, which is very reminiscent of the earlier prophets and the warnings they were giving the people of Israel uh, before they went into exile. So we are in Zechariah chapter 7. Before we read, uh, we uh, pause and we realize the wonderful gift we have in Scripture, and we want to receive it in a way that pleases the Lord, uh, not just to increase our knowledge or not even just to inspire us you know, for the moment, but to deeply transform us through the work of the Spirit uh, as He ministers God's Word to us. So before we read, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we do thank You for this time in Your Word. And we thank you for the very power of your word in our lives. And Lord, we thank you that it can um, convict our hearts, Lord. It can provide incredible peace and great hope. And Father, uh, great work is done through your word in our hearts and lives. So Father, may may all that occur even this morning as we uh, are in your word, as you're teaching us, as you're um, showing us the things that we need to see about our own hearts and lives, and about you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Zechariah 7. In the fourth year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, the month of Kislev. People of Bethel had sent Serezar and Regamelech together with their men to entreat the Lord by asking the priest of the house of the Lord Almighty and the prophets, should I mourn and fast in the fifth month as I have done for so many years? Then the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. Ask all the people of the land and the priest when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and the seventh months for the past 70 years. Was it really for me that you fasted and you were eating and drinking? Were you not just feasting for yourselves? Are these not the words the Lord proclaimed through the earlier prophets when Jerusalem and its surrounding towns were at rest and prosperous and the Negev and the western foothills were settled? And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Administer to justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. But they refused to pay attention stubbornly. They turned their backs and covered their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words the Lord Almighty had sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations where they were strangers. The land they left behind them was so desolate that no one traveled through it. This is how they made the pleasant land desolate. 
So we've had a lot of hope in the rebuilding of Israel and the prophets of Zechariah. It's been rich in pointing to Christ and to the ultimate joining of priests and king together in one person who will rule with majesty and with honor. But we come back in chapter you know, 7 uh, you know, to the warnings of the earlier prophets. You need to be careful that you do not take the work of the Lord for granted. Mm-hmm. And uh, this sounds a lot like the opening chapters of Isaiah where it talks about, you know, is this the kind of fasting you know, that I've looked for? Mm-hmm. Would I not rather that you show mercy and compassion mm-hmm. to the poor? And so you get uh, the earlier prophet's warnings, which Zechariah points back to, you know, time and, and time again in this passage. Well, what stands out to me is the part where, um, you know, he's given them his word. You know, he told them to administer justice and mercy and compassion. But they chose to turn their backs on that and have none of it. And then it ends, and this is how they made the pleasant land desolate. And so we realize that, I mean, I'm so convicted by that, you know, the times that I have just taken God's word so casually or not cared for it. And this is the cause of desolation in my own life, you know, and this is where the pleasant land had turned to desolation. There's no doubt that, uh, you know, we can walk in the Lord's blessing or we can walk away from uh, the Lord's blessing. And when we do so, we do so in desolation. And, of course, His blessing doesn't come by ritual, you know, by our fasting or by the number of times we go into the temple or the number of quiet times we have or the number of mission trips we take. Or, you know, the amount of, you know, money we give to good causes, mm-hmm. the blessing of the Lord comes in, you know, truly reflecting his heart and character in the way that we relate to others in this world. And, of course, we we know from the, you know, the New Testament that the, the two great commands are to love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And this is pointing away from ritual back into love of neighbor as the genuine sign of the Lord's presence, you know, among his mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Old Testament, there's one fast that was required on the Day of Atonement. During the exile, there were two additional fasts, you know, that they speak of. One is commemorating, you know, the fall of Jerusalem, and the other is commemorating, uh, you know, the exile. And uh, so they they fasted and mourned in those months and said, okay, we're back in the city now. Should we still be sorry for those things that happened in the past? Mm-hmm. And God is saying, here's a way that you show true repentance. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder, even... Just verse six really jumped off the page to me, you know, and in verse six, there's the indictment, you know, when you were eating and drinking, you were not just feast, you were feasting for yourselves. But then the apostle Paul, who had to be so familiar with these passages, talks about there's this new way of living where even whatever you eat, whatever you drink, now you're not doing it for self, but to the glory of God. And so even these little small things that seem to not really matter, I can just do these for myself. The New Testament takes even those small things and says, no, even those small things are going to be done in, in such a different way now in light of Christ. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if this was on his mind ever, but it, just the, the parallel of that and mm-hmm. the oppositeness of them was interesting. Oh, no, you know this was on Paul's mind yeah. ever. <laughs> Paul was so rich in the Old Testament mm-hmm. yeah. in his scripture. And, of course, you know, this is probably exactly where he's going in our eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're doing all of this, you know, for the glory of the Lord, not just simply in fasting and ritual, you know, and, and all of those mm-hmm. all of those things. So it absolutely was on Paul's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this this is every now and then you read the prophets and you're getting there thinking, man, all these visions. And then you hit a chapter like this is just so practical. You know, it just mm-hmm. it so easily connects with our lives that 
you know, the, the same sins of Israel are the same, our sins today. We refuse to pay attention to his word. The Lord is calling mm-hmm. and we do not listen. And yet we expect him to completely listen and, and answer us quickly when we call to him. And, and just, I mean, the, the indictment, if they, if they would have fast, truly fasted, if they would have truly feasted, it would have resulted in a, in a kind of living that, that administered true justice, showed mercy, compassion to one another, took care of the widow, the fatherless, the poor among them. I mean, they would have looked a lot like the, the character of God. You know, and, and so you see that is, we can even ask the question for us, you know, in light of this, and I think the New Testament goes there, is if the word of God is having a profound effect on us, you know, how how is it extending out through our hands? Mm-hmm. Right, and it results in you know passion for the Lord and compassion yeah. uh, for people, yeah. and uh, otherwise that. And it's just, of course, what a crazy indictment that we can even in our worship uh, be uh, self-centered rather than God-centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, a lot of times we come to the temple of the Lord and we go through rituals in the Lord because we want something from the Lord, you know, for ourselves. And it's almost as if we co-opt the Lord for our purposes mm-hmm. and for you know, our comfort and for, you know, our prosperity rather than giving ourselves fully to him to be used for his purposes, you know, which he so vividly described in scripture, uh, you know, the enlarging of his blessing to the nation through those who are his own. Hmm. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I I did not listen. Ouch. And uh, that is, that is crazy. Among this, and of course, you have a rehearsal of "I scattered them through the nations, where they were strangers," and then the left that when they left mm-hmm. behind us, and he has already said was, you know, so desolate. Mm-hmm. So a good reminder, you know, for the people of Israel to go back and hear the words they refused to hear when Isaiah and Jeremiah, mm-hmm. you know, gave them, and it's also a good word for us not to take for granted when the Negev is fruitful and when the land is prosperous and we're living in comfort and ease, Mm -hmm. uh, the deep heart of of God and what he has called us to be as his people. Mm -hmm. David, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Let's pray. Father, help us to not be a people who who refuse to listen um, or pay attention. Help us not be a people marked by being stubborn to you and turning our backs to you, but but maybe we marked as a people that hear your word, respond to your word, love your word, and live your word. And may it do a deep work in us. Um, Father, we know this is a work that only you can do in our hearts. So we ask that you would turn us away um, from just ritual or religion and help us to see and behold um, Jesus. And in doing so, may we be changed. We praise all in his name. Amen. Amen.